Welcome to the first episode of The Creative Sober. I'm your host, Missing May. Before we go into the first episode, just a little bit about what to expect. This is my second time doing a podcast and also in recovery. The first go-round is where I interviewed musicians and DJs deep into their careers. So there was a lot of promotion and hype, as well as a lot of editing. And no surprise, my active addiction to alcohol was also at its prime. The Creative Sober podcast is a second chance of producing something authentic with others who are willing to share their real stories that are sometimes raw and intimate. These episodes will have minimum editing for your listening experience, reducing any long pauses and technical glitches, as most of these conversations are done through video meetings. I have to keep reminding myself that it's about progress and not perfection. Also, I'm really humbled to be the conduit of these stories from sober creatives. In our first episode, I chat with Bear Winder, who was one of the first sober DJs I connected with in the Instagram sober community. Bear is a London-based DJ and has been sober for just about a year. She took a needed step back from DJing in 2018 to 2019 to work on mental health and getting sober. She thought naturally she would need to give up DJing to have it be part of the process. But to her surprise, she discovered that sobriety gave her real determination and drive to fulfill her career. We talk about what got her into DJing, her slave to the rave tattoo, and what made her decide to be sober and how sober gigs are like now. Also hang tight until the end of the podcast for a special mix session from her. Bear Winder. Thank you for being on our Creative Sober podcast. We just want to get to know a little bit about you. So can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, so um, I am Bear Winder and I'm from London. Um, I'm a DJ and um, I've been DJing for about well, nearly 10 years now, which seems like a really long time. Um, and I've been sober for just over a year, so nearly 14 months. Um, and yeah, life over the past year has been pretty, yeah, pretty great um, compared to the previous couple of years. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of me, where I'm from. Terrific. Congratulations on 14 months. Thank you. Awesome. awesome. Well, um, yeah. as far as like DJing goes, uh, what got you into uh, the skill of the craft? Hmm. So I've always been like very musical. So I think, um, well, when I was about seven, I started playing the piano um, and I used to sing in church choirs. Um, I sung for, well, quite a few years until I was about 16 and I used to travel um, travel a lot around the country, around England awesome. singing. Um, so I think for me, music sort of, it's been ingrained in me from a very young age. Um, and for, yeah, since I can remember, I've always wanted to work within music. I think I wanted to be a, a pianist at one point. Um, it was always, always very classical, classical music. Um, and then I obviously turned 16 and discovered like raving. Um, mm -hmm. And I, yes, I used to go raving all the time. Absolutely lived, lived and breathed it. I've even got 
slave to the rave tattooed on my arm. Memories to look back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't regret it at all because it's still it's still true. Um, so yeah, so like music's just always been a part of me. I think I I use music a lot when I was younger to kind of I don't know like feel things and sort of you know express my emotions. Um, and then you know my my family have been really sort of big into music my my auntie who brought me up she had loads of records and loads of kind of the old cds from ibiza and um, everything like that and so i'd always hear it in the background and i also went to ibiza when i was about 11 years old with my auntie and some of her friends um and i mean i was 11 but i still kind of got that feeling for the music and the, the kind of I don't know the balearic sounds and I just I've always just loved it and then my sister um who's seven years older than me she was big into her garage music and yeah, so I'd yeah. always listened to that and the drum and bass so yeah so, so as soon as I could you know kind of legally go raving I was there um I was always at the front of the rave watching the DJs and I just thought it was amazing how a DJ could kind of control the dance floor you know control mm, how energy. people were feeling yeah so um so yeah so I kind of from yeah from then I thought right this is what I want to do um so when I was about I think I was about 20 um I got my first set of decks and I taught myself really um I had a couple of lessons from a friend on you know learning how to play vinyl um and then I yeah I just sat in my bedroom for well every night until I could beat match and yeah and I just played and played and played um and then I started to get a few gigs and yeah just just sort of spurred on from there really um yeah awesome yeah 10 years it's quite a long it's a long time you think about it but yeah yeah (laughs) time flies by for sure it really does especially when you can't remember a lot of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) no kidding well it sounds like um you discovered music and uh you know it it was sort of like uh, an escape, right? Is to like go yeah. to a different place inside maybe, you know? And Absolutely. Yeah, I, I leverage music or listen to music and take it in the same way. So that's, that's mm. really awesome. awesome. Yeah. And so fast forward um, to 14 months ago, um, yeah. what, what made you decide to choose a the life of sobriety Mm, so I mean many factors really I was um well I mean I guess the more I partied over the years um you know the worse the hangovers get the worse sort of the longer it takes to get over it um and I always thought I would be like sort of raving taking drugs drinking until I was I don't know until my you know until a hundred years old or something like that but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. So I really didn't foresee ever being sober. Like it just wasn't in my, yeah. it wasn't in my plan at all. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And like, especially, I mean, I guess a lot, of, even a lot of my friends probably never would have imagined that I'd have, you know, chosen that route. But I just got to a point where my mental health was really suffering um, for a good few years. I mean, I was depressed I was my anxiety was through the roof um if I went out on a weekend and you know had a few drinks 
and it really only had to be a few um I it would take me such a long time to recover mm-hmm. um and yeah I'd have panic attacks um sort of the following oh, wow. day and if um yeah yeah if sometimes it was so bad that the only way to overcome the panic attack was to have another drink um so you know it was a very vicious circle and I got myself into some really sticky situations um just my family and my partner and uh, yeah I just was I was it got to the point where I was I mean I was a vegetable um there was nothing sort of I had no drive no passion Mm -hmm. um I was being deceitful um and it just I just got really bored really bored of feeling like this and really bored of letting people down um and I just knew that I had to change and I I initially I didn't I still didn't think sobriety was for me I just thought you know kind of cut down a bit but I started kind of you know looking up people who were sober and getting a bit of inspiration and sort of dipping my toes in um and you know um finding sober Instagram accounts um Mm -hmm. which really inspired me Um, and I also think that just sort of finding people who were my age as well um I'm I'm 31 now but sort of finding people who were in their late 20s early 30s who were also sober and who were partying as well and having a good time was like okay this could be possible so um I went on holiday to Mallorca and I actually DJ'd um out there and that holiday was great but I wasn't present. I was waking up every morning and I was feeling rubbish. Um, The only way to get over the hangover was to keep drinking. And I just, that holiday, I just said to myself, I need to give this a go. So um, I got back from holiday and I sort of started this three month journey, this 90 days of being sober. Um, And I actually went to a Sober Girl Society talk Mm-hmm. Um, where I sort of met other sober people and I was like okay this is cool they're, they're kind of normal um, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then from there yeah that three months turned into to now so I just kind of found that everything was working a lot better and I felt better and I was able to do things and I was able to stick to my word and just yeah life was brighter and happier so I had to yeah so I've just kept going really that's <laughs> terrific terrific so it sounds like you were able to build a foundation and create that momentum you know yeah it's amazing that you know we can reach out now uh, on on the internet and like yeah. find communities even niches of communities that we can align with and relate to their stories and so it, there's a lot of help that just comes from that and oh, that's, definitely. That's, that's the power of just even reaching out and asking mm. for help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I feel very um, lucky that, you know, I've got that sort of resource, um, the sober Instagram community where I met you, obviously. And um, just, yeah, I'm not sure how easy it would have been, or not that it was easy, but how much easier it would have been if it had been sort of, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. Cause yeah, I've definitely found a group of people who, you know, I've never met in real life, mm-hmm. but who just really helped me um, sort of see see what sobriety is about and sort of 
the support network really so yeah I'm very grateful for that yeah I, I have a very similar um like segue going into sobriety uh, I had a very um the the realization came after a, a big gig I did a gig in 2000 what is it now 20 yeah, yeah. <laughs> what year you is know. it yeah the year um <laughs> 2019 right after uh, pride and so I did some travel for that and it just I don't know what it was but I just didn't feel present the entire time I had a whole bunch of anxiety and like this is not what I want to do and in this in the same token I felt like I needed to let go of music in order to have this other life that I wanted yeah you know, and that's where it's like, I, I looked on Instagram, uh, the internet, even listened to podcasts, mm-hmm. just to like fuel and get reacquainted because um, I was prior sober for four years and then relapsed for yeah. three. So, yeah. you know, thank, thank God or higher power be <laughs> that I made it back alive, you know, yeah. but it was just, I just knew better. And I knew that spiritually, I was just depleted. And my mental health was mm. is was screaming at me to that you know you yeah. need to change yeah. now or uh, the rest you'll see, you you know it's you know the the stuff that we're <laughs> going to unfold after that it's like I feel like there's always forks in the road to change mm-hmm. your mind and change the course of your life. Can yeah. you can you tell us like how it was when you? Like when, when was your first like sober creative moment? When was your first sober gig? And what was that like? My first, my first um, sober gig was, um, it was just what well, I, I kind of, like you just said, I, I kind of decided that DJing had to go. Because um, if I was going to be sober, there's no way I could DJ because that, in my head just wouldn't work I can't go to sober and I go to um gig and not drink because yeah I mean who does that yeah right yeah. <laughs> it's part of it right I mean you're people exactly. are people are giving you drinks and drugs and yeah, like, exactly. you know. <laughs> but, yeah so I made the decision um I just thought you know right I'm gonna take that real clean living route and everything you know I'm gonna change um DJ's you know had its day um but the thing is is that I couldn't I couldn't stay away from music um when I was actually in my sort of really dark times towards the end of my drinking days um I stopped listening to music completely because I was so numb there was just Mm. I felt nothing from it and uh, it just kind of annoyed me really yeah yeah didn't want to listen to music um just silence (laughs) like um so I kind of, I guess I just took that as, yeah, I'm not really a fan of it anymore. Um, and then, yeah, so when I was getting sober, I, music started coming back into my life and I started listening to Spotify again. And I was like, oh my goodness me, like, this is how, this is how I used to feel, you know, when I was, I don't know, really young, when I used to listen to music and uh-huh. alcohol wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So that was really exciting. And then kind of, getting back into you know going to the gym and like pumping out some tunes and I was like okay right I need to I need to fulfill this again somehow I need to do it differently 
So um, I got, um, I think the first gig was a friend's wedding um, in Italy, which was actually my first sober holiday. Um, sober holidays. Wow, you get, you, yeah, you, you got it all in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I got it all in, all, a lot of firsts. Um, and I, yeah, DJ'd um, just to like, you know, a group of friends, but it just felt so good. And yeah, I mean, I just sort of came away from that just being like, okay, right, need more, I need more gigs. Then I I got another couple of gigs around Christmas time, um, which were quite sort of scary because these are ones that I went to completely on my own. Mm-hmm. And I had sort of no, none of my friends were there. Um, and so it was just playing to an audience that I didn't know. And it was really scary. But again, I played for, I think I played for five hours that night and it was just so much fun. Again, I just, I just can't, can't stay away from it. (laughs) So I was like, okay. But I kind of just made a decision. I was like, this is what I love the most in the world. So I just have to, I have to make it happen. I have to do something with it because, you know, I've always kind of settled for the easy option or, um, you know, just to make well, just to make my life easier. And but I think now that I'm sober, I've just really like I've never wanted something so much in my life. And I've never like I didn't realize how much I loved music and DJing until now. So um, so yeah. So I've had a few other sober gigs, and they just kind of get easier yeah. and better. Um, you know, the more you do something, the easier it gets. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously 2020 hasn't been thriving in terms of gigs, but um, <laughs> but it's, it's, been, um, it's been a really good opportunity to kind of work on myself as a DJ behind the scenes yeah, and yeah. kind of re, I don't know, it's like, I kind of call it my rebirth. Um, yeah, just... I love that. That's great. Connecting and stuff. So, Yeah. <laughs> very cool very cool what what would you say is like the big difference of DJing sober versus how it used to be when you drank on the day well I mean I'd say first of all is just uh, being reliable because mm-hmm. when I was mm-hmm. drinking um I just wasn't very reliable for anyone I mean <laughs> I'd say I'm turning up but then sort of you know an hour before I might be like oh not feeling very well mm. um and just stuff like that so I'm just yeah I'm I re- I'm reliable to people and I'm reliable to myself as well I know if I say I'm going to do something I'm going to do it mm-hmm. um and I think just yeah just having a clear brain and just being able to you know, firstly, remember what you played. It's <laughs> a huge one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's a good one. And also just, yeah, just being like, I just feel like I'm just so much more open to learning new things. Um, I, you know, I want to learn new things. I'm sort of really hungry to learn new skills and just, yeah, just, I think just being tenacious and just going out there and really going for it whereas before I was I don't think I believed in myself a lot Mm. or I couldn't really be bothered or I was just really anxious so I didn't really know what to do apart from ignore 
uh, you know, ignored someone, ignored the promoter or stuff, stuff like that. So yeah, there's a huge difference. Definitely. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's yeah. That, yeah. That's, um, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, um, you know, like your, your fire is like, it's fueling with being uh, sober and, mm-hmm you're diving deep into your passion and falling in love with music again, which originally what it starts out with when it comes to creating in the arts. Yeah. There. So how do you stay in like the sobriety zone? How do you keep clear? How do I keep clear? I think I've got um, a few solid techniques for me. I'd say my main one is all I really have to do. If I, I mean, I don't really, crave a drink or anything sometimes I do feel a bit left out I think would be the Mm. the more you know if if I've got friends you know at the pub or um you know just people sitting around having a really casual drink I I will feel a bit like oh why why can't I do that um but all I have to do is think about how awful I'd feel the next day if I had a drink and that will I mean, that takes away that desire completely. Um, and also just knowing that I'm going to feel fresh in the morning um, is, yeah, is always is always a good one. Um, I also, I love working out. Like the gym is really important to me, um, especially if you need to get some, you know, like aggression out or anything. Right, um, right. The bad yeah, gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just... What else? I mean, my dog, <laughs> very important um, and keeping me in my sober zone, you know, going for walks, making sure that you're, you know, uh, you know, you, you're able to go for walks. Uh, yeah. Um, and just the people around me. I'm so I'm very blessed to have a group of friends who have supported me and I don't know, hyped me up along the way, um, as well as, you know, my partner, of course, just, you know, hasn't stopped kind of being supportive and bigging me up and really yeah I'm very that's, lucky that's wonderful that's um, yeah, important to have my, a good support yeah my my um my partner actually threw a party from a surprise party for my first year sober um oh, so I, I went out to get my nails done <laughs> yeah I went to get my nails done with my sister And I came back and about 30 of my friends were in the garden and they all surprised me. And it was, yeah, I cried. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Again, congratulations. (laughs) You've come so far in a a short time. Thank you. So what would you what would you recommend a creative uh, person who is thinking about going sober or wanting to take the leap into sobriety. Sorry. That's that's a supportive dog. I got, I have, I have three. So I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What would I say? I mean, I think um, it's really important to know your why. So to Mm. always have in your mind why you want to be sober, why, you know, the reasons why you're going sober um because there are always you know there are always reasons um so have that really firmly in your mind and you know always always sort of go back to it and i think just 
making sure that you know again building a support network um for me it was you know reaching out to sober people on instagram like you um and also finding someone in that creative field um yeah who yeah, is sober yeah. i think it's really important to find those people and just sort of talk about it and you know share your experiences and those yeah those would be my two main things i think i mean there's loads more but I can't think of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just, uh, you know, like, I, I'm just so grateful that I did find you. You know, you, yes, speak, you speak to finding someone uh, who understands, like, what you're doing, especially yeah. towards your creative passion. And it's, I find it kind of challenging finding sober DJs. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about you. But yeah, the two never usually go hand in hand. No, yeah. <laughs> they definitely don't. Where can we find you? Where can we reach out to you or hear your music? Well, on Instagram, obviously, um, it's bear underscore winder. And all my mixes are on Mixcloud. Um, again, it's bear winder. Um, I do a monthly series called Bear Selects, um, which is just sort of, my monthly findings um and i'm also on soundcloud bearwinder and on facebook bearwinder <laughs> um so yeah so that's sort of all my internetty stuff i've also got soon got a radio show coming up um which i will put on my instagram when it's kind of the time so yeah and hopefully very soon i'll actually be playing out to some actual people which oh awesome yes what's that what that what's that like um (laughs) so but yeah so slowly but surely things will start happening again but you know as I said I'm just I've been I've I've really been grateful for this lockdown time um Mm -hmm. because I think it's yeah it's been it's been important to kind of work on things very cool well thank you so much for your time and sharing your story with us and congratulations again you know everything that you've accomplished and done to get to this point and yeah you're amazing so thank you oh you're amazing (laughs) very cool thank you may You can find Bear on Instagram at Bear underscore Winder or check her out on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, or Facebook at Bear Winder. And just as promised, stay tuned for her session mix. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know and follow us on social media at The Creative Sober on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Also, please leave us a review where you are listening to this podcast. We love to hear from you. I am your host, Missing May. Until next time, stay healthy, stay creative.